says we are now recording yeah work i also love that skype is like avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded well that is a great thanks you know somebody (laughs) did it though you know somebody (laughs) did it and ruined it for all of us right hey everyone welcome to yeah but the podcast i'm vivian gabor and i'm sitting here on skype with olivia lux how are you, Hi. Olivia? I'm doing well here in Brooklyn. It's it's cute. It's it's cute now in this quarantine, you know. We're <laughs> living it up. We're doing Skype calls and doing it. Yep. I feel like it took like a week and now that everyone's just inside except for food, it's like everything's so quiet. Yeah. And like nothing like people were going crazy for there for a while and like, I gotta get out, I gotta get out, I gotta get out, and now it's just quiet. You hear all the, like, introvert memes where it's like, oh, yes, the introverts are thriving right now. Right. I... <laughs> and every drag queen is, like, itching to to get on a stage somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've even, I've been having, like, super vivid dreams about being on stage. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Work. Yeah, I I have been recently having dreams just about, like, folks that I haven't, like, reached out to yet. Mm-hmm. Like, oddly, I'm I, I'm getting a lot of, like, messages back and forth of, like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm <laughs> doing the same, but, like, now I'm having dreams of, like, like last night I had a dream about my grandpa, um, and I haven't reached out to him yet, so this morning I was like, let mm-hmm. me, let me do that. So I feel like we're at a point now where just everybody's checking in on each other, everybody's just making sure everyone's safe, and then trying to carry on, like, normal have some level of normalcy (laughs) yeah oh god it's crazy um so I'm trying to I'm trying to like not talk about the quarantine too much or talk about the virus too much just because like everyone's talking about it yeah Uh, so like I'm doing quick check-ins at the beginning but then quickly moving into absolutely normal things um (laughs) I don't have we ever gotten a chance to like see each other in real life I don't think we have yet I don't think so, unless it was, like, a major, like, drag event where there were a lot of things going on. Um, yeah, I don't I think don't so, because so. I was watching videos, and I'm like, damn, she's good. I feel like I would remember oh. if I had seen her live. <laughs> <laughs> I go out a lot also as boy to support other local yeah. drag queens, so it's possible we run into each other and may not even have known it. Honestly, that's very <laughs> accurate. The the number of times I've gone out to, like, shows for my friends out of drag and had them, like, completely not recognize me <laughs> is appalling and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's totally a thing. Or, like, calling them by their, like, drag name versus boy name, depending mm-hmm. on, like, who you met first type of right? thing. 
It's so I mean, I still have, like, I, some of my best friends, I still only call by their drag names. Even though we're, like, really, really good friends and we saw each other when I lived in New York, like, every day. It's still, for some reason, their boy name does not compute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, me being a biological woman, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. And I, I kind of get offended when my friends don't call me my drag name, when they always <laughs> call me my drag name. Like, excuse me? What did you call me? <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't respond to that name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. But so, yeah, I, I don't think I've, I've seen you out. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah. go out that much in New York. That's, yeah. <laughs> I was just practicing <laughs> for quarantine. Mark, yes. <laughs> so for when Instagram did you live, start yeah. drag? When did I start drag? I started drag in uh, tw- uh, 2018 now. It's been a little over a year, um, like a year and a half now, I guess. Okay. Um, at a small hole in the wall in, in Jersey City, low watt institutional lighting uh, and tile floors. I can <laughs> totally say that right now because the place shut down since. So yeah. I can totally, I can totally <laughs> say that. But um, no, it was they had a little drag show every Tuesday night. It was like a competition. There was like on average one and a half girls that attended in the <laughs> month. So it, there was definitely a lot of opportunity to get some coin and to also grow and mm-hmm. there were a lot of great drag queens that helped helped me throughout my like New Jersey experience being someone from New Jersey and then I quickly found my way over in New York um doing a, another small competition called Open Call at the time it was season one come uh, on the red Matt- right <laughs> <laughs> hosted by Madeline Hatter um who has since been a, a great like inspiration to me um and now has grown to be a, a a close brooklyn sister but um yeah she put on that small drag competition and we were there every week honey we yeah. would turn it out turn it out <laughs> looks and it was such a great experience because mm-hmm. it just was fun you know it, it, yeah. it was fun it was um a hobby that quickly turned into something that was a lot bigger than myself so, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's how it always goes. It's like either either you start drag is like I'm gonna be super famous, or you start drag and it's like a hobby and you're doing it for fun, and then all of a sudden it just kind of takes over your life. Absolutely. I mean, I I always say this, <laughs> but I feel like drag starts out with <laughs> with someone saying like watching a drag show and saying, "Oh, I love that," but I think I would have done this or, yeah I think I could pull that <laughs> off a little better let me yeah. see what I could do over here and then it turns into you know maybe let's see how hard it is and you get that rude awakening you know the first mm-hmm. few times you step out of how difficult it is the wigs the hair the nails I mean oh yeah yeah I mean I'm I'm sure you're you're well aware oh yeah I mean my first time in drag I was a pride girl and my first time in drag was in Montana and I had just spent like six months in my room doing like two or three faces a day practicing Mm -hmm. I still looked like a brick the first time I went out no but but I uh (laughs) I remember I didn't know where to get tights in my size or like it was in Montana so I didn't feel like I could go to the women's section and pick up tights Mm -hmm. So I, like, 
just shaved my legs and went out completely like bare legged <laughs> and it was the wrong decision <laughs> <laughs> for me piggybacking off of what you were saying that uh I started drag because I saw the sissy that walk music video like right after it came out um and I saw Darian Lake and my first reaction was oh my god she's gorgeous oh my god I could do it better (laughs) (laughs) and yeah now would never say oh my god I'm better than Darian Lake because that's just rude and I adore her and she's amazing it's just I I I feel that moment of like I loved what you did but I would do it this way (laughs) (laughs) like I can I can do that too you know (laughs) it's like can you and then you go out and you're like wow this is a lot harder yeah, and I saw I saw the um, BuzzFeed video you were in, oh. um, and you were talking about how you have a degree in musical theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went to school at Montclair in New Jersey, and I studied theater there, and it was a really interesting experience for me as, like, a queer person of color, just, like, being totally uprooted from my southern New Jersey rural backyard to now this like kind of metropolitan e experience um but uh as a artist and a queer person of color it just there were a lot of like stipulations that I found with theater like when auditioning like there were just my first Broadway audition like you literally had to be separated in lines by by like skin tone I just was like this is so weird um yeah I don't want to mention the musical but they they did have to do that um and there were some like loopholes that they went through legality wise but it just was an interesting experience for me going to dance class every day um and like being taught the like masculine combination versus not being able to choose the feminine combination so Mm-hmm. I think throughout that experience, though, I learned so much about myself as a person, my identity, how I express, and my artistry. And it kind of just, like, led me into a realm that was wanting to break out of a lot of, like, artist boxes that I feel like a lot of us go through, especially after university. Yeah. And then I found drag. I mean, I have a day job, <laughs> but outside of that... Um, drag is kind of like that outlet that I use for my expression yeah what were what were some of the experiences in in college that kind of led you to discovering that expression uh well I have played Angel and Rent at this point like three or four times (laughs) yes such a good role it's a great role and as I was, like, growing as a person, too, and lear- learning a bunch about the LGBTQ community and, like, different identities that were not myself, um, I, it was a really interesting progression to, like, play Angel in the beginning as, like, a drag queen. And then, like, towards the, like, final stages of me playing Angel, like, the third or fourth time, I was making decisions, like, you know what, in the 90s, they may not have had, like, readily accessible the, like, resources to even know that the identity of trans was something that could be. So we were, we were definitely exploring realms of that. And it was really timely. Um, So yeah, it was really interesting to like myself growing as a person and my knowledge about 
you know, other things that aren't just like art, like actual people things and um, my artistry. So, yeah, I think um, that was like a, a big moment for me and a gateway to find drag, almost yeah. an immediate gateway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been in Rocky Horror a bunch of times in drag, out of drag, but it was it was, you know, just kind of like fun Halloween drag. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's how I found it. I, you know, for a little while, I was like, I'm not, I'm dragged. Like, that's a big commitment. That's yeah. like your whole life. I don't, I can't do that. I can't do that. And then I just, it just fell on my lap. Yeah, as it so often does. With many of us. <laughs> I feel like Rent is one of those shows that that I I've never quite understood the people that like hate on it so much. <laughs> And I, I've, it's never made any sense to me, but thinking back over like the first time I saw it versus like now watching it and listening to the soundtrack. Cause I have, I could probably sing that soundtrack from start to finish without without even thinking about it. Um, and remembering when I first started listening to it, I always skipped angels songs. Like for some reason, I just couldn't stand it. And thinking about it now, it was because I was in a point in my life where I didn't want to connect to that femininity and connect to that side of my life. Um, And Angel is so unabashed about their identity. Um, And so to someone who wasn't ready for that, it was such like a, ew, why would I listen to that song? Mm. I want to pretend I'm Roger because he's the masculine, exciting hero. Yeah, like, (laughs) so it's, it's definitely one of those shows that kind of shoves identity in your face in a good way, and like forces you to come to terms with your own. Mm hmm. And then Rocky Horror, of course, too. But (laughs) and it's just like, just super queer, just yeah, super activism, act out, like, let's do this. Like, Mm -hmm. I am all for it. And I didn't, I didn't find Rent until until college um and now I have rent every month so um <laughs> but no uh, joking, right right the, the older you get the more you relate to the opening song. to rent yeah <laughs> um it, it becomes it like hits home yeah yeah I'm how are we gonna pay <laughs> how are we gonna pay how are we gonna pay like absolutely we're not I think, gonna pay <laughs> right <laughs> jokes on them but I I think um in the, I, I, I totally lost my train of thought in thinking about my actual rent. <laughs> um, but yeah, rent is super cool. Oh, I, I was just going to mention that from what I've heard from a lot of like, you know, super hardcore musical theater people is that it's the unfinished play. That's yeah. why a lot of people are like, well, you know, we love Jonathan Larson, but he didn't get a chance to like totally finish it. It was just in workshop mode. But you're right. It just is so like embedded with such great like stories about identity, gender expression mm-hmm. that now it's so it is yeah. innately like timeless because it's always timely. Well, and I think there's a certain beauty to the fact that it is unfinished and that he never got to workshop it because in a way, in it, in the state that it's in, it's a raw expression of the time. And it's just, it's almost his diary rather mm-hmm. than this 
curated um, ultra Broadway version of what was happening. And I think there's a huge beauty to that. I live. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I, I want to be Mimi, like, in life. Like, I just want that hair. I want to sing out tonight on, you know, some stage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I always wanted to be Maureen, but... I think it's just because I always wished I was a lesbian. <laughs> Marina's badass. She right. I mean, comes halfway through just to like, just go there. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ultimate artist. So how do you how do you use that kind of musical theater training that that experience in your drag now? Since I um, haven't really seen, gotten to see you perform live, I'm, I'm interested to hear how you would describe yourself. <laughs> well, uh, well, firstly, a lot of people would describe my movement as very, like, jazz-oriented. Like, I would get off stage all the time and people would be like, you're like, you're like a jazz dancer, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, once they started saying that, I was like, okay, now I, I like, really can't hide my, like, musical side um and after going through university and going through everything dealing with musicals I like made it my mission to when I explore drag to like not go to musicals first and foremost and not be that like Broadway queen that I saw so many other queens you know do and execute like perfectly I wanted to challenge myself and do things that were showgirl, but not necessarily show mm. tunes. Um, yeah. So I definitely think my musical theater um, kind of background and training and love for, for musical theater definitely ties back into the whole production element of drag because you're your yeah. own producer. You're yeah. making, you're gluing, you're sewing, you're thinking up these amazing, fantastical looks that go with these numbers and you know, now having my, you know, own show and shows that I'm able to, like, have my hands on things more. I love to play around with lighting. And it's just making me realize how much goes into, um, how much that can go into drag and how much it relates mm -hmm. to kind of my background in musical theater. Yeah. And you do some incredible looks. Oh, like, thank incredible. you. I love following your Instagram. Um do you so do you make most of those things yourself because I, I know we've talked in the past about me making you something yeah. at some point and it didn't it didn't come through because fabric stores are stupid but <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I do sew. I consider myself like a sewing queen my day job unfortunately takes up a lot of my time um and when I had first started drag and I was only doing that you know small competitions and they were like kind of weekly you can come and go um, I was able to create a lot more. Um, so I have a goal for myself, though. Like, hopefully, pretty soon, I will be able to be a full-time drag queen and execute, you know, more of my own looks. But I do also like collaborating with designers mm -hmm. because I think um, it's important to support other others' artistry, um, especially ones that you can possibly, like, learn from. Um, mm -hmm. I have another small rule for myself as an artist um, if I don't know how to do something, ask about it and talk with artists and collaborators that can execute that. Um, 
So yeah, that's kind of like, I make some of my looks, uh, mostly walk around, mostly like jumpsuits and things. Um, but the more intricate looks are at the moment, like uh, hardcore collaborations with designers. I also style hair. So a lot yes. of things are, are like my, my own, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, all about just like the hub here in New York and all these mm-hmm. artists just let's work together let's collaborate let's create some really cool things yeah when did you get started sewing have you always sewn or is that something new or uh college college okay. was my first experience with sewing they locked us up in a costume shop every week <laughs> for five hours um and we had to do that a few semesters in my in my kind of years at university and that taught me so much I mean mm-hmm. you learn a lot when you like lock yourself in a room and have to have to do things for your yeah um so I worked on a lot of costumes for like operas and stuff that we had at our university and um that was another thing that was just in my toolbox that was ready to explode when I decided to be a drag queen yeah Costume shops are the most magical places. Like, Absolutely. I, I've been sewing since I was very, very little because my mom never wanted to make Halloween costumes and they, <laughs> my parents wouldn't buy them. So if we wanted them, we had to make them ourselves. Um, and I would, like, make little costumes for dolls and, like, make capes and all that kind of stuff. I was super nerd and would go to, like, Renaissance <laughs> fairs and things, too. I love <laughs> it. I love but, it. But, like... It wasn't till college when I set foot in the costume shop and there are just like bolts of fabric on the wall and like seven sewing machines sitting there. And they're just like, okay, your project this week is to make whatever you want. And you're just like, oh my God, (laughs) I can do anything. (laughs) What am I going to do? And of course, nerdy me, I was like, I'm going to make some pajama bottoms and then I'm going to make like a medieval doublet. (laughs) And and slowly that changed to like gowns and and things but that's but yeah they're certainly magical places yeah it's so weird how these like small like workshop-esque very artsy with like scraps of things on the wall and collages and vision boards kind of turn into this whole like this this bigger picture of this production it's so awesome yeah and I think that's that's one reason I love New York as as a city is it kind of has that feeling within specifically within the drag community like there's so many artists and there's so many people who do so many different things that when you go to a show you're not just seeing oh it's a drag queen you're seeing, oh, this person really knows makeup or this person really knows wigs or knows costumes. Or um, you talk to the DJs and in New York, they're not just DJs, they're also VJs. And they like, they they mix videos and they mix all these different, it's such a cool experience getting to be in New York and doing drag in New York. Absolutely. I, I mean, when I first started, I just remembered being like, this is like the ultimate art form. You're mm-hmm. doing, you have to do everything. And I just loved like trying to teach myself everything, like mm-hmm. sewing and hair and makeup and dancing and mixes. And you really can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Um, what are what are some of your favorite things that you've done to date drag wise? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> hands down. I recently competed in Miss Paradise and uh, yes. took home the crown for 2020. I'm very congratulations. Thank you. I I was so proud of my package because. I had never done anything that long-term for drag in terms of preparation and and kind of vi- the vision boards I'm talking about. Just mm-hmm. seeing everything come together in that one magical evening with so many amazing other drag queens that I've looked up to for years, even before I was a drag queen. I really, that it all kind of came to fruition that night. And I definitely would say that that's my like most crowning achievement. My my talent and my looks for um, evening gown presentation and my crowning look. How did that come together? Like what what kind of preparation had to go into that? Oh, it was <laughs> it was a lot <laughs> of hours. Uh, I I so the the structure of it that it usually is as well is you have to compete in in preliminaries to be able to compete in the actual pageant. So I won my preliminary pretty early on in October, which meant I had a few months to, you know, a few more months than some some other girls to be able to put the package together. So I started working right away um, Mm -hmm. amongst my other weekly shows, monthly shows, and just my, you know, day job. Um, So I had been working on it for months and I wanted to, my whole package was centered around diamonds. And a lot of people don't know that my name doesn't come from luxurious. Um, it comes from the Latin word for light. Luxurious, lux, is usually spelled with like an E. Um, but my whole drag persona is centered around positivity, love, and light. And that's where like the lux comes from. So I think diamonds are a really great representation of reflecting light and it's also the product of highly pressurized rock so like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this extended metaphor for like going through life with a bunch of pressures and a bunch of heat and then coming out this like victorious diamond so that was my overall package um i was really proud of it um and yeah just collaborating with designers whenever i had an idea I was always texting someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I never put down my phone. I was always calling someone, <laughs> sending a photo, an idea like, oh, what if we could do this? Oh, I-, I think we should like this reveal here. And like, yeah. And there was projections, like a video LCD screen in the back. So there was oh a bunch of that. Um, audio that I had to mix um, with my good friend from university. Uh, choreography. We had rehearsals all around New York City. Because I had four dancers from everywhere, um, from Brooklyn, from Washington Heights, and um, from Queens and from Jersey. So we were kind of, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it was so fun. It was so cool. And I'm so happy to be a part of the Paradise Sisterhood now. That's amazing. Are there, are there any videos of those performances online anywhere? Absolutely. You can take a look on <laughs> both YouTube and my Instagram, IGTV. Um, if you scroll probably a few rows down now, um, you'll see the Paradise content. And then if you just type in Olivia Lux on YouTube, I have my full YouTube page with a lot of my performances, but it'll be titled Miss Paradise. Oh, awesome. That's fantastic. So um, so you said you grew up in New Jersey. 
what I part did. of New Jersey? I know <laughs> next to nothing about New Jersey, which I talked about in another podcast. Like, I literally, I know, like, I know that it's called New Jersey, and I know that there's Jersey City and Hoboken, and that's about it. <laughs> right. Well, first things first, it's only New Jersey. There is no old Jersey. Um, so, <laughs> um, we don't no. talk about, <laughs> we, we don't, don't talk, talk about, about the other Jersey. side of the Atlantic. We only talk about <laughs> New Jersey. A lot of New Jerseyans, um, we have two really big highways that go through New Jersey that have exits. So we talk a lot about like what exit we're on, which is really like embarrassing. <laughs> So, like, when we go other places, we're like, oh, you're exit 14 on the parkway. Okay, great. I'm 37. Like, and that, like, it means nothing to nobody else. Yeah. So, that's kind of, like, our inside thing in New Jersey. But I'm from southern New Jersey. Um, I usually, you know, give directionally where I'm from because that's a lot easier. (laughs) But um, near the shore, like, near Atlantic City. Um, it's very small. It was basically a farm town. I had like a farm right outside of my, my window. <clears throat> oh, wow. so yeah, it was definitely experience. When I turned 18, I got right out of there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what was, what was growing up basically on a farm like? Um, it was very close knit. I'm very, very close with my mom, my aunts and my grandmother we all lived kind of very close to each other. I like to call it the clubhouse now because when I go down there, you literally like, my grandmother lives across the street from my aunt who lives around the corner from my other one. And then we live down the street from there. So like everybody's in close proximity, like walking distance. Um, I love that. Yeah. And we're just like growing up. I, we sang karaoke at my grandma's house and like had disco ball. Like we were just outrageous. And we still are. <laughs> I talk to all of them in a family chat on Facebook, and we're just very close-knit. So I think being from New Jersey, um, we were able to, like, have that, like, connection. And now that I've, like, exited the nest, so to speak, we still are able to do that virtually. And, um, you know, every once in a while I get to sneak away and, and visit them, and it's my own, like, mini vacation at, at the clubhouse. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so what is their, do they know about drag? Do they, have they ever come to shows? Oh, honey, they know about <laughs> drag, girl. I could not stop them from sending pictures of Josephine Baker and Diana Ross. And like when I first started, they were like, you could do this. Like, oh, I'm thinking about the, all of them, all of them. So <laughs> um, it's like having four like drag moms. Um, That's amazing. <laughs> it's it's honestly magical and I'm so thankful for them and um they were uh, a a lot of my family were there at Miss Paradise and it just was so it was so rewarding and so great and they are all very very supportive and I can't like thank them enough um for everything basically that's amazing and it looks just like my mom in drag so (laughs) there's no escaping that one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just get into face and then you look at the mirror and you're like oh no <laughs> yeah I mean there's sometimes where I'm in like big like sequin costumes with shoulders and double stacked wigs and my mom will still comment and be like oh my gosh looks just like me and I'm like mom <laughs> like you do not have these costumes 
the face. I absolutely think the face. But what are you talking about? These these costumes. I wish. I want to put my mom in drag. I was just going to say, it sounds like you need to put your mom in full drag. I think we do. <laughs> I think that's what we need to do here. <laughs> <laughs> After all this, so this quarantine. How, I know open. you. Right? God. <laughs> Please let it end soon. Um, so I know you host shows in New York. Tell me about those. Tell me about that. That. Yeah, so I've really gained my grounding as a host um, when I co-hosted a show at Club Coming called Production, where we yes. were able to integrate a lot of live drag experiences. So I sat at the piano a lot. I uh, am a trained pianist and it, <clears throat> or pianist or penis, whatever you decide. <laughs> Um, all three. <laughs> all three. And um, it was really cool. I mean, integrating my love for creating music and singing, and it was just like a really cool experience while also hosting. So mm-hmm. I was very comfortable um, in that experience, and it, it like let me let me in on that like hosting niche that a lot of you know drag performers like have to do if you have your Mm -hmm. own show you're on the mic so um after that experience i moved over to hosting brunches at a spot in hoboken which is right over the water and now i have a show at paradise which has not premiered yet because of our current (laughs) situation but um, (laughs) it's called lux land and i'm very excited for it to premiere and uh for me to to get back on that mic yeah god there's i've been that's one of my favorite things about podcasting is even though i'm sitting in my house and i look like total shit i can no, still you hold, don't. I, I can still hold a mic <laughs> listeners it makes I'm, me so happy. I'm watching via video no she doesn't <laughs> it's only because i'm wearing detox on my shirt that's the only reason i look okay <laughs> i live i live so who Queen. are some of your who are some of your inspirations in terms of performing? Inspirations in terms of performing. I get that a lot. I, I like to break it down to like the actual performance and the like aesthetic of it mm-hmm. and then the character. Because I think the personality and the character um, sometimes translates into your performances, but sometimes it can kind of um, be it can be different because that's just kind of like how our characters work, um, I guess. But um, a drag queen I really admire from the beginning um, was Harmonica Sunbeam and still is. I talked to her a lot. <laughs> she's a New Jersey drag queen. Okay. Um, she's been in the game for years and she's hilarious. If you do not know her, you need to look her up. I she's don't know her. Amazing. I will look her up immediately. Harmonica Sunbeam. She is the ticket. Um, the hostess with the mostest in New Jersey, um, as well as Pissy Miles. I mm-hmm. met her a few times in New Jersey. She's really, really funny. She does an amazing um, I Will Always Love You Whitney Houston mix, where she mixes in that like viral video of the girl trying to sing it, and she's like singing it really badly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are like my two go-to non-drag queen, um, non-drag race queens that I go to. Mm-hmm. In terms of drag race, there are, have been so many amazing girls at this point. Like, aesthetic-wise, personality-wise, performance-wise, like, 
the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, I can't even really, like, just to name a few, Naomi Smalls, Raven, Bianca Del Rio. Um, I mean, really amazing artists that just have, like, in my eyes, perfected the art of drag for them and their character. Yeah. I always like to think that I'm, like, Ben de la Creme, but then I always end up really being more like Jinx in episode one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. I have high hopes for myself and high thoughts about myself, and then I watch videos back and I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I honestly think that comes from just like, and a lot of people say it, but Drag Race has become so, like, accessible. And we've, you know, mm. I mean, a lot of us, you know, queer little gay boys that are, and gay people and just queer people in general that watch this show and ex- experience drag and decide to go on that journey, like, that is our kind of starting point. So yeah. So we're, like, ad- admiring these people. So, like, when we start it, we're like, oh, I'm really obsessed with the way this person works and, like, mm-hmm. this is amazing in their artistry. And then you look back sometimes. I-, I can only speak for myself, but I'm like, I admire these people. And sometimes I think my my looks and my performance are like, oh, I, like, want to get to that level. But I'm, like, on my own. I'm on my own, like, path and my own journey. And yeah. it's my own character. So I, I it's great that, like, art inspires art. I love yeah. that. I live for art-inspiring art, art. Absolutely. We do it every day with drag. Oh, yeah. It's one reason I love watching um, when queens paint themselves like other queens. Yes. Not for, like... Because it's never done as, like, oh, I'm go- going to just start painting like this other queen because I can't come up with my own thing. But because it allows people to kind of step out of their own thinking about makeup and allows them to kind of put themselves in another mindset and come up with some new ideas. And then it starts developing your own, your own look. And it's so exciting to watch. And it's so fun to watch. Makeup is fun. Makeup is its own other beast. (laughs) Like this beauty world on YouTube, like crazy. Like, (laughs) and I, I kind of started there. I was a makeup artist as my like side job in college. Um, and yeah, when I, when I had first started drag, I, that was probably the one thing I was the most confident in mm-hmm. um, was my, was my beat. And yeah, you kind of just like make your own and like kind of twist and take, take a little from here, take a little from there and find your, find your own way. Yeah. I, I remember when I started drag, which feels longer ago than it was it was five years ago now um the only makeup tutorials on youtube were there was one miss fame tutorial i think it was her like celestial queen makeup tutorial which is still up and you can still watch it um and then manila luzon had did had done a makeup tutorial which is like it's like half an hour long and is most of her makeup process and i watched that video so many times like i'm probably a good like 20,000 of her like million views <laughs> of the views video. right <laughs> <laughs> it just 
over and over and sitting there. And like I said earlier, I painted two to three faces a day for six months before I went out the first time. Wow. Because, I mean, first off, I was living in Montana. (laughs) So (laughs) there wasn't anything else to do. And I just sit in my basement bedroom with my, like, mirror, my little tiny, I had, like, a little tiny mirror on the, like, metal vanity that I bought for, like, yes. $5. No good lighting whatsoever. Um, and, like, some Ben Nye foundation that I had left over from high school. And, like, a couple, <laughs> couple like, drugstore things. And drugstore things five years ago were not what drugstore things are now. True. And... It was, I have some of those pictures and no one will ever see those pictures. (laughs) (laughs) They were really rough. The rough ones that I show people were like, this is totally my first face ever. They're still really rough, but they are not the first time in drag. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that tag is like going around now. Like, like people are tagging people on Instagram stories, like post your photo of your first time in drag. And I'm just like, Oh, we're, we can't, we can't go down that rabbit hole. No, there's a reason why I, I have left up. I don't curate my Instagram at all in terms of like going back and archiving posts. Mm-hmm. So like you can go all the way back to my very first post and she is rough. But so that's the first thing like... I'm doing after this call. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Go for it. But that the paint that I said was my first paint on Instagram was probably like, I don't know, five, six months in. Or it might wow. even have been after my first time out. I'm not sure. No, it, it must have been it must have been like a month before I went out for the first time. So about five months in of practicing. Do you feel, though, that. I think there could be a layer of inspiration there because, you know, now we're at a point in our careers where, you know, if someone asks us to to paint a face, you know, a working drag mm-hmm. queen, they can just, they can, you know, yeah. bang it out and be, you know, flawless cunt, whatever, whatever, and go, go about their day. Yeah. But it, I, I feel like it's very inspirational for people to see kind of where we've come from to like where mm-hmm. we are now and our process of yeah. things. A lot of people on Instagram are really interested in in the process, seeing the behind the scenes because we're we're so kind of set on seeing the product all the time. Seeing oh, yeah. what and, and not what goes into it. So well and even like the photoshopped product. So not even the actual right. product. Like the the ultra perfected version of the of the perfectness. Right. I've had queens come up to me who have just started drag and are like, oh, my God, your face is so pretty, blah, blah, blah. How do you how do you paint like that? And every time someone asks me that, I'm just like, practice. Like, I've been doing this. I've been I've gone through so many stages of like the two to three faces a day just in Mm -hmm. my room, just getting basic shapes down. But then also, I think it was after. It was season, was it season 10 that Ms. Cracker was on? Which season I'm so did bad it... at the seasons. I, I think it was season 10 that Aquaria won. I think it was I season think so 10. Too. I think, we'll go with 10. We'll, go we'll just say 10, and if we're <laughs> wrong, everyone can fuck off and just right. put it in the comment section. Um, and I remember watching the, like, mini challenges, and Ms. Cracker and Aquaria's faces were so perfect 
and they're only given like 20 minutes to get into drag and I was like oh shit I'm I I can't do that and so I literally sat and I would have a timer on my phone I would give myself 20 minutes and I was like I have to be in full drag at the end of this 20 minutes and I did that like daily for a month and now I know that if I really needed to well I mean this was back when I also didn't have eyebrows but like Without eyebrows, I can get into full drag in 20 minutes now. It's not, like, my most imaginative look, but it's, but it's it works. good and it works. Right. And you, on stage, no one would ever know. And it, I'll, I'll sometimes say that to people, like, oh, my God, how long does it take you to get into drag? And it's like, if I'm rushing, like, 20 minutes, they're like, oh, my God, what? He's like, well, it, I practiced for That's a amazing. Time. It just, it takes a lot of practice. That I could probably do full drag in like an hour ten. Um, my face I could do forty five minutes if I had to like re like really push it <laughs> like really really push it thirty. Yeah, um, but you start yeah. you start learning like shortcuts. Like my my twenty minute face is a very like natural looking face. It's not very draggy at all. So like I don't contour with cream and powder I just contour with powder or like Mm. I'll use my blush and contour with that or things like that so like you cut a lot of corners but it still ends up looking really nice um it's just it it, the anytime anyone's ever like oh my god why are you so good at that it's like it's just practice it's just it's just practice and I always say when they when they asked that question too, um, and I had kind of mentioned it in in the BuzzFeed feature, is ask a drag queen, like mm-hmm. ask someone that you admire. At, don't be afraid to come up to drag queens at the end of a show. Like I really try to stick around after performances because a lot of people, you know, yeah, they may want to take photos with you. They want to connect, and mm-hmm. there may be a lot of people that want to do this. And this is an amazing artistic expression that I don't want to kind of stifle someone else or not encourage them to if I if I have the opportunity to um, yeah, so completely. It, it is a lot of like asking and trial and error and practice but mm-hmm. it, it also I really feel like is a lot of okay let me go out to this this drag competition but let me come 30 minutes early because I'm gonna mm-hmm. paint my face with this other girl that I really you know, admire her beat and she'll show me a few things. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Or it it took me a long time to be willing to leave my house in like a partial beat. Like sometimes, sometimes you'll just do like, you'll get your foundation and your contour on and some eyebrows and then you'll go and do something real fast or like eat. And then you show up to the gig early and finish your eyes and lips. Um, And it, it's amazing how much you, you're right, how much you learn just from, like, finishing a paint next to another queen. And you're like, wait, how did you just do that? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. I love getting yeah. ready with other girls. It's so much fun. It's, it's like, totally another experience. Like, time frame-wise, too, to mm-hmm. see, like, what other girls are doing at what time. It's, it's so awesome. That, like, half-beat thing, though, I, it's so difficult for me. Like, I usually, like, <laughs> full beat or nothing. Like, yeah. Because I'm like, I want to feel the full fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my full fantasy is boy body, hat, 
and full beat. So yeah, I do that. I, I do do that all the time. <laughs> and it's often like those are the pictures I end up posting on Instagram too because like yes. I'm good at procrastinating, and then I just barely finish my face in time to run to the subway. And then you're, like, sitting on the train, and you're like, I'm not going to take the train out of Flatbush in full drag. <laughs> so you have, like, your suitcase with your stuff in it, and then you're just full, like, T-shirt and jeans and sneakers and, and then just, a baseball cap. People are just staring, and they're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, always, it's always either, like, oh, my God, your makeup is amazing, or it's... Really, bitch? <laughs> like, where is she going? <laughs> where is she going? Like, yep, yeah. Right. I think my favorite was um, <laughs> was in Jersey City, a group of girls after, it was like after a show and I was going to McDonald's with my friends. And I had full beat and I was, you know, the rest boy. And I'm going past these girls and they are screaming, like, yes, look at her lashes. Oh my God. <laughs> And I'm just like, I live for those moments because the, the the place in Jersey City that I perform at a lot is a really big gay spot, but it's actually um, connected in the back to a straight spot. So, like, the whole okay. stick is, like, you can bring a group of people and, like, they can go there. If you want to go on the, like, you know, LGBTQ side, you can go here. Um, but the other, these girls, like, just came out of this, like, other straight bar. Um <laughs> It was just, like, a, just a group of, like, straight women just being, like, you know, it's 2 a.m., like, what's up? And they're, oh, my God, the lashes! Do you see the lashes? <laughs> That's the thing that always makes me giggle is the fact, like, I can be, I can have, like, the craziest stage, like, beat. Like, super dark contour, like, crazy huge eyes, dark lips, everything. And it doesn't matter if I'm wearing, like, the, like, big lashes. Because girls will always come up to me and be like, where did you get your lashes? I'm like, oh, that's the thing you the noticed? Lashes. That's the thing you noticed? <laughs> out of all the everything, the, the sequins, the glitter, the stone, <laughs> right. you want to pick out the things that are on my eyeballs. Right. <laughs> right. And the the cutest thing is, like, the it's usually the most, like, petite littlest like mm -hmm. bride to be that's like I love your like I wish I could wear your lashes on my wedding day and I'm like girl you blink <laughs> too fast and you're going to fly away girl <laughs> like these are huge like yeah what are you <laughs> oh I live I live so much fun especially when like I've started wearing paper lashes a lot more often just because it's a lot cheaper um <laughs> <laughs> I've like, never tried have, the paper. They're so much fun. They are so much fun. And you can either, like, add little spikes onto, like, regular lashes just to give mm -hmm. them a lot more volume. Or you can just go straight paper if you're going for for a more stylized look. Um, and I just recently did a gig in Glasgow and had on paper lashes and was walking into the club. And this girl was standing there with her mom. And the girl turned to her mom and was like, did you see those lashes? They were huge. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. much fun. I love I how people react to makeup and react to drag. It's it's such an experience and it's so different 
gig by gig too. I mean, mm-hmm. weddings versus nightclubs versus brunches. I mean, it, they're all very different experiences on how we, as like regular people walking through the earth, experience this otherworldly art called drag. It's mm-hmm. really, it's really a cool experience. Yeah. What are what are some things that you're hoping to do soon with your dog? I so I'm really excited for Luxland at Paradise in mm-hmm. Asbury Park, New Jersey. Um, hopefully, with everything going swimmingly this summer, we'll open and it'll be a, yeah. a, a a great fun time. I have been exploring the realm of creating more video content. Um, mm-hmm. and integrating uh, my music. I'm a musician. I play piano. I'm a part of a songwriting duo. Um, we can also find that information and, and our whole concert that we did at the Duplex during Pride, I think 20, 2018, on uh, YouTube. We're called awesome. Velvet. Uh, and the project um, was called Project Noir. And we did this 12 original song uh, series from our EP oh, at Duplex amazing. Live with a band and it was a really cool experience and I definitely want to integrate that with drag at some point. Um, so you'll definitely be seeing some more music content from Olivia Lux this year, but overall I, I'm just really enjoying doing a bunch of different cool things and collaborating. And thank you so much for asking me to do this. Um, Of course. Was really awesome. I'm so happy that you, we're willing to do it. <laughs> I've asked oh, some people course. and they're like, um, I'm not cool enough. <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate I appreciate you taking some time out of your day. Um, of course. And it was so great talking to you. Um, one more time for everyone, can you just let them know where to find you online, including ability to tip you, etc.? Oh, absolutely, honey. We'll do that first and <laughs> foremost. You can find me on Venmo and Cash App at the Olivia, like Olivia Pope from Scandal. Lux, L-U-X. That's the Olivia Lux, Venmo and uh, Cash App, as well as PayPal, if that is your preferred method of f- transferring funds. <laughs> we'll do that too, girl. Um, and then on, I'm on Instagram, the Olivia Lux, and as well as YouTube, the Olivia Lux. Awesome. Thank you for having yeah. me. This was so of much course. fun. Of course. Have have so much fun in your apartment. <laughs> you too, girl. <laughs> and stay safe in New York, okay? I shall. I'll see you soon, hopefully. In person. <laughs> yes, right? Fingers crossed. Right. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you for listening to Yeah But with Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week, same place, same time. Yeah.